be recorded. Hey, finally, we we're recording, right? Yeah, you say so. I'll trust you. We 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 are recording. Hey, folks, welcome to Shenanigans (laughs) with Biscuits and Gravy. We uh, Gary and I talked to each other with uh for about forty five minutes, and damn it, fucking. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. What <laughs> show is it? Uh, Golden Girls. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we we talked. We, we thought we were at forty-five minutes, and what? <laughs> that is a great show. <laughs> One of the best wow, shows. Wow, that took you a Americans. while. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about how long that took you to get. <laughs> Holy God. <coughs> Ten minutes later. <laughs> what? So, yeah, we we, were, we thought we were recording for 45 minutes until we realized we weren't. So, we're starting over again. But the mistakes we made, we uh, should be good now. I hope so. You want to let everybody know what we're doing today? Well, today is shenanigans, the facts of life, Mm. where we each bring 15 facts to the table, and then we decide between us whether it's true or BS, and then we kind of look it up. It's a fun little thing. Every time I seem to call BS, it turns out to be true, so I turned that around tonight. I already did, actually. In the first 45 minutes, I was batting 100% people, <laughs> swinging for the fences, doing great. I got a feeling this is going to mess up my average. And then you realize we're not even recording. <sighs> so upset. So upset. But you anyway. Wanna, you want to hit so me the first one? I'll hit you with the first one. Okay. Okay. You can save a tooth by putting it back in your mouth. If you get a tooth knocked out, you can save it by putting it back in your mouth. I'm calling bullshit. No. Now, this is this is BS because it actually involves you need a dentist. You can't handle the roots. Uh, it's basically akin to putting it in milk before you go to a dentist, you know, right away. Yeah. Or putting a finger on ice before you go to a doctor. Same same concept. Basically, yeah, same concept. So there, I mean, so basically there's there's a hint of truth and a hint of, uh, you know, bullshit. Yes, yes, a, de- a definite wafting of BS coming from that fact. So there you go. The first one, I, 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 I don't call that true. Okay. Well, I looked at my first one, and I still have a little left of my little chocolate uh, bar thing on a stick. If I start reading this, I might choke on this. I don't know. Let's go with uh, a man shipped himself home to his parents in a crate. And we both agree. You know, I said last time that this was true. Mm-hmm. I said it was true. 
Yes. I got it right. Hmm. I got it right. Let's get in a little more details, folks. Criminal charges were filed by a federal prosecutor against a man who climbed into a crate and had himself shipped by air from New York to Dallas to visit his parents. Charles D. McKinley. Oh, man, I know. Uh, I still not. I still cannot believe that's a damn crime. <laughs> to willingly endanger yourself. Yeah. Like, how is that? I just don't get it. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. It just still blows my mind. Like, I'm sorry. This guy's a genius. I loved it. <laughs> McKinley. I love this story. <laughs> McKinley, or Charles D. McKinley. He's a 25-year-old shipping clerk at a New York warehouse. He journeyed overnight about 1,500 miles by truck, plane, and delivery van before startling his parents by popping out of the box. Yes, Charles! Yes! Charles! You are the man! Mm. That is fantastic. Mom, Dad, I'm home! Happy heart attack day. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it, it, as much of <laughs> Jester, it's a fucking, it's a great prank. <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love that this guy did it. <laughs> um... A driver for Pilot Air Freight picked up the crate at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport and delivered it to McKinley's parents' home, a suburb in DeSoto. When the driver went to unload the 350-pound crate from his truck, he saw a pair of eyes. <laughs> he thought there was a body inside. How bad would that fuck you up, though? Like, you're like, this damn crate, so friggin' heavy, and then you see eyes, and you're like, what the shit?! <laughs> Oh, McKinley's escapade occurred as Americans prepared to mark the second anniversary of the September 11 attacks. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and so close to the attacks, like this guy was able to ship himself. We weren't on high guard. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it it also renewed a debate over this fiasco. Renewed a debate over the air cargo system's vulnerability to terrorists. Mm. Is, is that yeah. sad? <laughs> I mean, he should get paid That's for his awesome. efforts right there. You ain't shit, Mr. Charles. I salute you. That is fantastic. <laughs> oh, that my is God. so good. He's, um, let's see here. Oh, what does it say? Uh, <laughs> he said that he was homesick and he was looking for a cheap way to visit his parents when he squeezed himself into the crate. And measured 42 by 36 by 15 inches. Uh, hold on, we just lost Gary. Bye-bye, nipples. Okay, we are back. Bam. All right. Uh, what was, oh, yes. we. Uh, I think I was describing the uh, dimensions of this crate to you when you, we lost connection. Yes. All right. Um, I'll say it again. Uh, 
McKinley, uh, as I said before, was homesick. He was looking for a cheap way to visit his parents. When he squeezed himself into the crate that was measured 42 by 36 by 15 inches, and this young man was five foot eight and weighed 170 pounds. And as I said before, I want to see you in that crate. I think I, I can do this. I don't think you can. Well, I mean, I, I, I there's going to be some cracks and snaps and pops no, and. I don't think you can get into that size crate. <clears throat> I'd have to flush my system out first. I don't think you can do it, man. I would probably sold myself on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't actually have to send yourself. I just don't even think you can fit inside the crate. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah, go ahead and uh, let's hit me with uh, your number. Okay, okay, number two. Most Koreans don't produce a body odor. Now, when we did our pre-recording, is what I'm going to call it. Yes, we should. Or the, the whatever. I had said no. You did say no, and it is actually true. They have a non-functional ABCC11 gene. Which kind of hinders body odor. So jealous. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> it was a a long talk about our funk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, as Gary and I have gotten older, we have uh, we have we've, become smellier. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have, I definitely have. And, and and the change of the odor. As we Bust mentioned here. before, we are now the people we used to make fun of. Yes. How sad is that? Actually, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm basically like, I figure, a decade or two away from screaming at kids to get away from my lawn. So, you know, I'm kind of happy with my progress so far. You know, I, I'm right about there myself. I'm... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, matter, matter, matter. You know, and I remember when I was young, like when I would sweat, and and I'm just gonna use like my arm for instance. Like I, I could, I would smell my arm, and I'd smell like a, uh, like a, an orange peel. Ugh. What? Everybody loves the smell of orange peels. I didn't like the smell. What are you wearing as deodorant that when you lift your arm, it smells like orange peels? What are you? Oh, my arm, like the forearm. You're talking. The, 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 the arm arm. Not the armpit. Did I say pit? I said arm. Why are you smelling like oranges? I was a kid back then. I don't know. It was weird. What the hell were you doing to yourself? I, <laughs> I don't Maybe I had actually ate oranges. I just remember one particular time. I put my head down on my on my arm and I was like, "Oranges, I smell like oranges." So this wasn't a consistent thing. This was like an occasion. Something happened. I don't know. Sounds like it involved oranges. Possibly. <laughs> I may have done some very shady stuff. Oranges when I was a kid. I am not. The hell are you doing to oranges? <laughs> 
used to eat the, I used to eat the orange peels. Oh, gross. You never ate orange peels? No, I did. Really? Yeah, and it's gross. Oh, no. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's healthy. No, it's not. It, it tastes great. You can even use it to clean shit. No, that's, that's for, like, zest. Like, I put that on top of cakes and shit, man. Fuck that. <laughs> uh-uh. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm. All right. Let's, uh... <laughs> oh, man. All right. What's your number two? Bring it on. My number two. India's Dirty Harry notches 87 kills. And during the pre-recording, I, I actually thought this he was talking about a movie. Not an actual real friggin' dude who's killed 87 people. Oh, like yeah. I, I literally thought this was like, aha, uh-huh, a movie guy, and no, it's not. It's about a real guy who's killed 87 damn people. <laughs> like, um, Judge Dredd style, in the name of the law. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bollywood. Straight up Bollywood. Straight up Clean Eastwood goes Bollywood. Yeah, let's hear about this. Lay it on us. Well, in Bombay, India, Dirty Harry, the zero-tolerance policeman uh, who dispenses justice from the barrel of a gun, has killed 87 suspects and shows no sign of stopping. Now, I don't know what year this was written, so it's it's probably racking up the three digits by now. (laughs) Well, Inspector... Inspector Pradeep Sharma, uh, while his uh, methods are questioned by human rights groups, he remains unrepentant. In fact, he insists insists in language that might have come straight out of a Clint Eastwood movie that he acts in self-defense. These criminals are filth, he says. My mission is to cleanse the city of this filth, and it's working, he said. Um, If they're armed and resist rest, then I have to shoot in self-defense. Um, his campaign began, um, over 13 years ago after he joined Bombay's, uh, uh, newly formed criminal intelligence unit. Now at 41, or should I say few years more than that, he is officially credited as a policeman with the most kills in India. Um, he... The journalists call him the Terminator. That's so fantastic. (laughs) And we and we because I I saw like a Tom Selleck like Magnum PI mustache on this guy. Well, that's what he has now. It's just what I saw in my mind, but it's become more refined over the years. Yes. Um, and I I had to look it up, and he has your. What you typical you see in the Bollywood movies of the you know mustache um, that not exactly fully kept, kind of rushing it, kind of comes out the sides a little bit too much, you know, not really bushy and refined like a red wine. Now as he gotten older, it is really thick. Yeah, it is cleaner, it is manlier, and. Uh, it's even got gray hairs, which makes it that much better. 
Oh, yes. A little salt and pepper never hurt anybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, is, um, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely gotten better over the years. I mean, he's, he's got a true Tom Selleck mustache going on. Yeah. You really should. Nice. Very nice. Uh-huh. I'm going to send you some pictures. I'll have to look them up. India's Dirty Harry. Yes. Yes, um, please do. He said <laughs> something he says here. Uh, look, out of the 600 or so criminals I have arrested, only 86 were killed. Only. That's, that's over. That's not good odds. It's over what? That's over 10%. That's not good odds. <laughs> uh, define good odds <laughs> when it comes to criminals. Right. <laughs> um, oh. Good God. Okay. Yeah, let's... Uh, uh, <laughs> Let's give me give me one. What you got? Okay, fingers can feel objects as small as thirteen nanometers. To give you some scale, if your own finger was as big as the Earth, you could feel objects as small as buildings and cars. Um, and I I I have to agree with that. Although at the pre-recording, I was just flabbergasted I was speechless I know it, it's really hard to believe that you can feel things that small but then when you actually do feel your skin you realize how well you can feel it you know how you know I when I do IVs it's not recommended but you know hey you do what you fucking do but I always rip off one of uh, the fingers of my gloves so I can actually feel for veins hmm. and it's, it's what I've always done I've always ripped off a finger to check for veins. It's just because I think you just get that better, or, or I don't know, tactile feeling. Cutting in and out, in I, and out, in and out. We might have a storm coming in. I think you're a little better now. Are you there? I've yet to hear my therapist say those words, but okay, if you think so. <laughs> oh, your therapist? <laughs> uh, mine just straight up tells me I've, I've got issues. Uh, well, they may well, be right, but fuck them. This one, I, this next one, Marilyn Monroe had flatulence, was dirty, and ate in bed. Now, for me, this really didn't matter. It's I'm not upset. Now, if you're just a naturally dirty person, you need to shower, you need to bathe. I'm sorry. That that that, that does matter to me. But eating in bed, gas, this does not bother me. But you got to be clean. If she didn't shower, that's nasty. Well... <clears throat> Apparently, there's a book out there. Um, what well, is this mentioned? And I can't remember. I don't see it on here. Um, oh yeah. Um, 
Gable. I think it was in Clark Gable, Tormented Star, by yeah. author David Britt. Which, by the way, it was uh, published in September of 07. Um, now, there were rumors between that uh, Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe were lovers. And he, um, in the book, it was, you know, claimed as rubbish. He basically said, yeah, this is one dirty bitch, and I like shit. <laughs> Not in the exact words. Clark Gable. <laughs> Madman. Alright. And, um... Oh. Yeah, he, he had, uh... Oh, man. I'm good. Uh, um, Brett dismissed rumors of the affair as rubbish while Gable was a lover of cleanliness. Uh, She could not have been less uh, dirty regarding her personal hygiene. Um, Brett says Monroe's interest in Gable was not returned but was spurned by Gable, who uh, was discouraged by her living habits. Uh, Like Jean Harlow, she bleached all her pubic hair and never wore panties. She suffered from what today would be described as irritable irritable bowel syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Marilyn, Marilyn, Marilyn. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Brett claimed that she rarely bathed, she slept in the nude, and ate a lot in bed, shoving what was left on her plate under the sheets before going to sleep. Now, that is so nasty. Yeah, that, that's nasty. That's nasty. Um, I... Go ahead. Huh? I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, that's just, that's disgusting. Yeah, I had a lot about a pastrami sandwich, but I actually want a pastrami sandwich, so I don't want to say the line and then have it mess up the fact that I want a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> okay. Hit me with what you got. Okay, here's the next one. Let's go to school, kids. The main library at Indiana University sinks one inch a year. And you had called this one correct, didn't you? Yes. Yes, you did. Engineers failed to take into account the weight that would be added to the library. So it sinks every year. <laughs> that is pretty cool, though. I, I, I just... I I actually thought that was kind of neat. If, if Let's say if that library was just <clears throat> an hour away... And there was probably like 
20 libraries between that point and where I live, I would purposely go there just because. I know, it's right? It's same same yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't you go in there and, like, jump? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Don't try to cough and laugh at the same time. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll totally jump in there. Yeah, see. <clears throat> All right. Lay your next one on me. Oh, okay, 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 okay. This one. Oh, my God. Bram Stoker's Dracula was more Irish than Transylvanian. <laughs> now, this is where we got hung up before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I don't have a... God damn it, I should have picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know what? And this shit, okay. I, yeah, I, I don't I don't review my pasting copies. Which I say I don't always. This happens to be one of the time I don't. <laughs> I can't believe you even brought it back up. Like after we've been talking. <laughs> Basically decided not to talk about it at all. <laughs> like half the first half of what I pasted, I bit it pasted. Like it's there's pieces missing. There's there's words that shouldn't be where there are. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna skip this first half. And uh <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <clears throat> okay now let's see here um who is Dennis McKintry uh, now we talked about what a horrible damn movie this was yes yes now let's be honest a star studded cast Gary Oldman Keanu Reeves Winona Ryder Carrie Elius, and it's Anthony Hopkins, for God's sake, and it's complete dog crap as a movie. Mm -hmm. But now tell us about the book. Okay. What do you mean, the story? No, I'm pretty sure everybody knows the story. Why is it more Irish than Transylvanian? That was the whole topic. Oh, you said book. I was like, I didn't write about a book. Okay. <laughs> Where are we? Um, the uh, it, It's uh, pointed out that the name Dracula comes from the Irish word Drosh Ola, which means bad blood. Let me spell that Drosh Ola. It is D-R-O-C-H-O-L-A. Ah. Pretty close. Really? Nice. I got one right. Uh, St <laughs> Bram Stoker's mother was from west of Ireland, and she told Bram about a uh, epidemic, a cholera epidemic in 1832, when she witnessed large graves and people being pushed into them with wooden poles while they were still alive. Oh my God! They were literally buried alive. Oh my God! Now, did he get the idea of the undying being from one of these? 
Um, if you committed suicide in Stoker's time, it was actually believed that you became a vampire unless you got the stake through the heart treatment here. Um, <clears throat> there was a suicidal plot or burial plot in, uh, in Dublin uh, near where Stoker lived. As a boy, the author used to spend hours playing in the graveyard um, and St. Uh, Mikan's church where the Stoker family had a burial vault. By <clears throat> what is the boy doing? Well, in his defense, in the 19th century, graveyards and cemeteries were actually spots for picnics, too. Like they actually used the areas, so that might be why he played there a lot. That's why I never see people picnicking with me out there. Okay, not anymore. No, no, but if it was 1893, man, me and you would be there in our, you know. <laughs> and our nice tall hats. <laughs> oh, I would. Mm. You know, and I have to live somewhere where it's cold most of the year because that's some really heavy, you know, hot clothes to wear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything was wool. <laughs> um, wool underwear, wool socks, wool suit. Now, Bram, he was uh, born in Dublin in 1847. At the height of the Great Famine, this is one of the most catastrophic events in Irish history, with hundreds of thousands of people dying from starvation and disease or, or uh, immigrating in coffin ships to America. The uh, famine may have inspired the visual characteristics of Count Dracula and also his infamous obsession with blood-sucking. Um... See here, uh, Stoker's Dracula is also full of Irish symbols, uh, storms, fog, rats, gypsies, castle, abbey, etc. Um, now, Bram Stoker was educated in Trinity College, Dublin, uh, spent 10 years working as a civil servant in uh, Dublin Castle, and lived his first 31 years in Dublin before moving to England. Um, but he has been the forgotten man of Irish literature. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Kind of makes I like sense, though, so, you know. Yeah, all that I like correlates, it. all that stuff with the famine correlates to. Like that it. is really cool. Alright. Here's my next one Planetary scientist Eugene Shoemaker is the only human to have been buried on the moon. Uh, what? Yeah. Planetary scientist Eugene Shoemaker is the only human to have been buried on the moon. Okay. Um, sure. Actually, I don't know. I didn't look this one up. I wanted to look this one up with you. Oh, okay. Oh, I have to look something up now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm on the phone, too. Easy, my friend. How do you spell his last name? I don't even think of it. Um, like, like you you are a shoe maker. <laughs> I was thinking there was a, another H in there. What you got? Hang on. 
Uh oh. Bam. Eugene Shoemaker burial site. Mm -hmm. Eugene Shoemaker is still the only man buried on the moon. This came out October 22nd, 2018. Whoa. Yeah. Yep, he is buried on the moon. To date, the last scientist, Eugene Shoemaker, is still the only person whose remains have been sent to the moon. Even casual stargazers are likely to recognize Shoemaker's name from the famed comet Shoemaker Levy 9, which has broken into fragments that impacted Jupiter in 1994, the comet which Shoemaker discovered with his wife Carolyn alongside Dave Levy. Mm -hmm. It's remarkable because it was the first time humans were able to witness a first-hand planetary collision. Ah! Nice, nice. Yeah. So he actually is buried <laughs> on the moon. Holy sheep shit. <laughs> I actually I didn't think that one was true, dude. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I thought that one was complete bullshit. <laughs> oh god, I'm always proven wrong. It was awesome. I don't remember when our last visit was up to uh, the moon either. I, I never keep track of them. That was what Apollo eighteen. I can't remember. That was in the seventies. Well, there was no reason to go back anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It was a complete PR stunt just to force us to beat the Russians at something. Mm. I mean, yeah. they beat us to space. We had to beat them somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we did that with the moon. And then it just didn't become cost feasible to keep going back. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So lay it on me. What's your next one, brother? The world's largest palace has sim or 1,788 rooms. Is this in like Thailand or something? It was built for the Sultan of Brunia. Where's that? Wherever Brunia is, I don't know. <laughs> 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 oh my god that was so good <laughs> what I said that was so good wherever Bruni is <laughs> oh oh my god okay I'll believe you <laughs> yeah it, it's I mean it's, it's over near Thailand uh, ah it's um they're uh, southwest China Sea it's a little bit uh south west of there. What is um Indonesia, Singapore, Malaysia, Cambodia, Vietnam, Philippines. Some great places that whole area. Can you imagine all that cheap food and booze? Mm. I wanna go back. 1,788 rooms. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. What do you even do with that many rooms? I don't know. I have a lot of house guests. I... <laughs> uh, I mean, I... W I w like, wouldn't you feel lonely? I, like, 
dude, when my wife and son are at home during the day, I feel so alone. It's ridiculous. I can't imagine if I had like 1,000 in some rooms to be like, yeah, nobody's friggin' here. I would have a different theme for every room. Oh, God, you'd be like a Vegas brothel. <laughs> no. Like, this is the <laughs> yeah. Neptune room. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I, I would have... <laughs> that, that would work. I could totally do that. I could have a planetarium. A room that's uh, just a giant planetarium. See, now that would be cool. I have a like room that's like a if library. It, if it was a legit planetarium and a legit library, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of stuff I would have. I'd have multiple rooms, libraries, and the libraries would be different subjects. So Ah, so you got like a like a mystery room that's set up like Clue. Yeah. And then you have like a, a fact room where it's just facts or biographies or real life. Reference stuff. Like yeah. Reference. Okay, like I got you. I got you. I'd have one for all my religious studies. I'd have a, I'd have a room where I go bowling. Have to have a. People bowling. call that a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a room where I go bowling. Oh my god. Okay, are you ready for the next one? Yeah, uh, hit me. A diabetic's urine can be distilled into liquor. Whoa. Please be true. Actually, I don't know. Oh. Let's look this up. Um. Are you looking it up too? I am, I am. Okay. Large amounts of sugar are excreted on a daily basis for type 2 diabetic patients, especially amongst the upper. So where did they get all these samples of urine? Once a urine ferments into a clear alcohol spirit, whiskey melons are then added to give the delicious drink its color, taste, and viscosity. Ah, that's true! Oh, send that to me. I, I, I have oh. some friends. I know people, and we're going to do stuff. Oh, oh, this grosses me out in the worst way. <laughs> oh, I really hope this wasn't true. <laughs> I mean, come on. It can't be taste that bad. I don't even give a shit. That is disgusting. Dude, 20 years ago, you would have, okay? No, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have. I was fucking 18 then, and I still wouldn't have drank piss. Well, I mean, it's it's distilled and. It... Mm 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 mm. Don't care, nasty. All right, get this nastiness out of my head. What do you got? <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe that was fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know some diabetic people. <laughs> totally. Uh, Give me your pee. Oh, gross. See that big bucket? Just pee in it. Oh, <laughs> and then we're gonna make some alcohol. <laughs> oh man, okay. The world's largest recorded gathering of people was at a Hindu religious festival in India in 1989. 
It was attended by about... Fuck. I already gave you the answer, too. It was attended by about 15 million people. Whoa! That's yeah. gotta be true. Yeah. that's Dude, that's amazing. How bad it would smell. Dude, but that's still like a like that that many people got together. That's pretty cool. That is. That is pretty. Fifteen million people. Fifteen million. <clears throat> that's really cool. The population here in Honolulu is like, like what one million, if that. Yeah, I mean, what New York is eight million. Jeez. New York City, so you know all of New York City getting together for one thing. It's really cool. That is. That is crazy. Give me. Give me one you got. Okay, let's go. We're going to stick with the human body for a minute. Okay. A sneeze travels at 100 mile an hour. I thought it was more. Well, this is like the, the, the kind of median, you know, the mean, okay. the middle. Okay. But it's on average 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I, I've looked this one up before. Yeah. Oh man, I did not take my meds today. Mm. All right, here we go. Give a huge, a huge underground river runs underneath the Nile. True. It's six times more water than the river above. True. I do not know this. Teach me. Well, you know, like the whole Nile Valley used to be a lush and fertile valley. Yes. I mean, it used to be just that's where the rivers ran. It was huge. It was gigantic. But then as the winds came in, the sand blew in, the deserts formed, it pushed everything way underground. And basically buried this gigantic river. So that gives you like a scope of, I mean, if you want to talk about what it may have looked like 4,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago, I mean, think of how huge it would have been, that river. Oh, you know what? Oh, shit. Do, do you happen to have a name? Okay, where's my maps? I do. Tell me the name of it. Name of what? That river. The Nile? No, the one under the Nile, yes. Oh, I don't know the name of the one under the Nile. I don't know what they call it, but I have heard of it. Because I just, I, just, I just came up with something. I just thought of something. Oh, sweet Lord. Oh, my God. This can't be good. Oh, I, I'm, I'm opening up one of my conspiracy books here. Oh. oh. You know what? I'm going to look at this one later because I think I just realized something. Okay. Cool. Um... <laughs> the, cool this is exciting <laughs> wait this is your turn i just i just uh no dude that's this is so awesome that's awesome that you may have realized something now i'm like super curious now you gotta wait a week ah oh, mother <laughs> trick bastard okay fine asshole <laughs> abraham lincoln's dog Guess what his name was? Uh, Kennedy. Nah, it was Fido. But the fact part was, the dog was also assassinated. <clears throat> what? 
Yeah, Abraham Lincoln's dog was shot and killed. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, yeah, look it up. I lost my phone. Wow. Seriously, Fido? Fido. A faithful pet assassinated like his master. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Wow. A year after Lincoln's assassination, Fido also met a tragedy. A drunken man was sitting on the curb. Fido jumped up, uh, jumped up, uh, or jumped on him with uh, his dirty paws in an intoxicated rage. The man knifed the dog. It's a fucking shame. I would have beat the shit out of that dude. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, I, man, I don't know what it is. I can't stand people who mistreat animals. Like, I almost tolerate people who mistreat other people more than I, <laughs> than I tolerate people who mistreat animals. Yeah, I, I kind like, of... Honestly, it's a defenseless little thing. I mean, come on. You piece of shit. Yes. Here's here's one I've got. Um, the desert baobab <laughs> tree can store up to a thousand liters of water in its trunk. This is that big bulbous tree, right? Yeah, it's it's uh the name. Yeah, but it's in like Ethiopia or Africa or where is it? I know Ethiopia is in Africa, but I I, I want to say this is like a desert tree. Arid regions of Madagascar, uh, uh, mainland Africa, Arabia, and Australia. <coughs> Boom. thing is like huge <coughs> yeah they're they're bulbous <laughs> oh shit are you, are you gonna survive no okay <coughs> you want me to go to the next one or you want to go <coughs> I got it okay okay Horses can't vomit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously, I, it's true. Horses can't vomit. <laughs> okay. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what do they do then? They, I mean, they, they, <laughs> they literally can't. They're, they're, they don't have a like an esophageal sphincter that goes that way. It just—it's kind of a one-way valve. Just, just a check so, valve. Yeah, just kind of a check valve. So horses can't vomit, man. Wow, <laughs> I did not know that. That—that that is kind of interesting. Another cool thing about horses—you can actually run them to death because they don't feel the uh, buildup of lactic acid in their muscles. At least that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. Hmm. 
We'll have, we'll have to look that one up for next time. We will. Okay. We will. You will. Put that down in the horse category. <laughs> <laughs> I was really trying to say that without laughing, and I couldn't. Oh, quit horsing around. Right. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> horse's ass. It's your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Lay your next one on me. Come on. <clears throat> the White Sea in the White Sea in Russia has the lowest temperature, and the Persian Gulf is the has the warmest sea in the world. Ooh. Now the Persian Gulf, I wouldn't know because you know I know of spots in the Indian Ocean that are pretty warm. Yeah. Um, lowest temperature. As far as uh, Russia, mm -hmm. um, lowest temperature, negative two degrees centigrade. Yowza. Yeah. And as far as the uh, Persian Gulf um, being uh, the warmest sea, the summer is temperature reaches 35.6 degrees centigrade, centigrade. Which is what Fahrenheit? I don't, did not look that up. Now you're going to make oh, me look it up. Sweet fucking Jesus. I used to know the trick between it, and I can't remember. Whoops. I can't even type. 35 degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit. 35 is 95. Oh, 35.6. Which puts it at about 97. 96 degrees. Well, I can honestly tell you, I remember... Uh, when we were up in the nag and dude if you went near the skin of the ship and you put your hand up it radiated heat mm -hmm. i mean it was it, it was like touching a hot iron to go out and smoke like it, I, I don't miss that like the scalding showers i don't miss any of that shit <laughs> shoot uh like that See, uh, I don't really know how many different countries I've I've been in them. Like I know, like Kuwait and Iraq, the showers like you didn't need a you don't need a heater for a, no for a, a summertime. Broils the shit out of you. Uh, yeah, you can have a coldest setting. Uh -huh. You're gonna burn the shit out of you. <laughs> and then of course winter time. The heat never works. No, ever. Yeah. Um, I have here. Oh, wait, no, I just did my. Your, this one's your turn. Yeah, it's my turn. Give me what you got. Do you like the sport of golf? Um, I like to hit up. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind getting, you know, having a few drinks beforehand and hitting I, I the ball like with that. a stick and leaving your friend on the bench. Alright. Alright, fuck you. First of all. You're still mad about that? Yeah, I'm still All the all these years, fifteen years later, still Still pissed about that. Why don't you go ahead and tell them the story? Go ahead and tell them. Okay. So my my roommate, uh he he wakes me up and he's Who like, was? Hey, Who was your roommate? Um, Who was your roommate? What was the name? Do the white truck? Steve. Steve, yes. 
Steve wakes me up and he's like, hey, let's go get something to eat. And he's like, okay, you know what? Let's go play some golf. We'll go down and Hickam. I'm like, okay, let's go. I Hickam Air Force was... Base is attached to Pearl Harbor Air Force Base. There's a front gate to Hickam, which is totally separate, but in the back of Pearl Harbor, near where the shipyards are, there's a shared gate back there. I think this was my first time golfing, to be honest. May have been. May have been. Very very possible. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, we, we decided to the, the have a few drinks first because the bar was open. And we were waiting for the golf course to open. Two little buildings. Um, when you walk down between them from the parking lot, you're going to be facing the golf course. On your left is the, the golf place where you can rent your stuff or buy whatever you want. And on the right is this little, um, little pub, some decent food. We decided to have a few drinks. And I think we brought some too, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes, yes, we did. You know, always be prepared. That's right. Boy Scout motto. Um, <laughs> so after having some drinks, uh, we decided, hey, we're going to start a game. And I think we got maybe halfway through. I don't remember which uh, which hole it was on. <laughs> Four. <clears throat> and <coughs> Gary decides he's going to, you know, just... <coughs> Rest his head for a minute. We we decide, okay, we're gonna let him. We're gonna let him rest his head for a minute. So we just thought to ourselves, you know, he looks so comfy, he's out cold. We'll just leave him there and come back for him. <laughs> uh, so I was literally last in line to golf. <laughs> I laid my clubs on the ground next to me and I I laid on the bench, thinking one of them would rouse me and be like, hey, it's your turn. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we kept going. We kept playing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I think it might have been the last hole we were on. By the time you came up to us, <laughs> mad, yelling, and I think you were throwing shit too. <laughs> I think I, I think I literally whipped my driver at both of them. <laughs> I had done a friggin' forced run. Like, I don't know if you've ever come to, after, like, you know, you drink in the morning, you get that good feeling, and then you pass out in the afternoon, you come to, and you're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> but you wake up on a golf course, and there's some guys poking you, and they're, they're asking questions like, who are you, and don't you have your ID? So your next instinct is to run as fast as you can. <laughs> And then you eventually catch up with your friends. <laughs> so you want to hit them with stuff. <laughs> oh, that was classic. That was classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I think it took us a few to finish that hole, because I think we were laughing so hard we were rolling on the ground. Assholes. Except, except you. Assholes. <laughs> What's okay. your Give it to me. Oh. Wait a minute. You asked me golf. You were going to say I did, golf. I did the golf one. I did the golf balls. You did? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I might not have even mentioned it. Yeah. There are 336 dimples on a regulation golf ball. 336. 336 dimples on a regulation golf ball. I I can see it. That is true. Okay. I find it funny that I did that whole story and (laughs) mentioned the fucking fact. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Okay. Your turn, my friend. <laughs> um, over 4 million cars in Brazil are now running on get, uh, gasohol instead of petrol. Gasohol is a fuel made from sugarcane. I will believe that. I will say that is true. Mm. By the way, in case you're curious, because I can't pronounce nothing right, it's uh, G-A-S-O-H-O-L. Gasohol. All right, what do you got? All right. I think you'll enjoy this one. San Francisco cable cars are the only national monuments... That can move. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I, I think that's uh, I think they did make them like a, ma- or a monument or something, which to me is I don't know. It's a car. It's like a little single car train type thing. I uh, never mind. <laughs> no, but it is. Just go for you, you know. San Francisco streetcars. Have you ever been to San Francisco? No, no. Uh, I went there back in... uh, It would have been 2000. And I tell you, I had a great time. I loved it there. And one of my friends was actually stationed there as a CT. And she (laughs) said it was one of the best duty stations she ever had. Nice. Great town. Give me uh Oh, it is mine. Yeah, it is you. Okay. The following quote by Bill Gates from 1981. All right. 640k ought to be enough for anybody. <laughs> yeah. True. True. I, <laughs> I, I I'm going to say false. <laughs> no, that he that was him. No shit. <laughs> Said like the richest dude ever. <laughs> oh, oh, there's more. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> hit me. Okay, you're gonna like this one. Cause, well, all polar bears are left-handed. What? What? <laughs> what? They don't have hands. They, they're like all, paws. All polar bears are left-handed. So when they run, do they go in a circle? No. 
but their dominant arm that they use is their left arm. I... Okay. I, I'm like, uh-huh? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, let's, let's, I'll just let my, I'll, yeah, y'all keep thinking about that one. I'm going to move on to mine now. No, uh, seriously, look. <laughs> Apparently, all polar bears are left-handed. They sneak up on prey by covering their nose with their right paw, their nose being black and therefore showing up against the snowy white. Then club, <laughs> then club their prey <laughs> mercilessly <laughs> with their left paw. <laughs> that is, that is on a fucking website. <laughs> club their prey mercilessly. <laughs> like, they 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 have no qualms about telling you how bad these polar bears fuck something up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh it hurts to laugh it hurts to laugh <sighs> here we go alright give it to me this quote was by Margaret Thatcher in 1974 oh god it'll be years not in my time before a woman will become prime minister <laughs> I'll say it's true. <laughs> yeah. And then she ended up becoming prime minister. <laughs> the Iron Lady. Hey, go match. Mm -hmm. All right, you're going to love this one. Okay. You're going to love it. A law passed in Nebraska in 1912 said that when driving in the country at night, you were required to stop every 150 yards, shoot off a skyrocket, wait eight minutes for the road to clear, before proceeding cautiously while blowing your horn and shooting off flares. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I'll, I, I'll believe it. Look, I like any driving law that involves pyrotechnics. Well, I mean, for instance, here, like, here's one in Kansas. Here's one in Kansas. It is illegal to shoot a whale in Kansas from a moving car. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, the fuck did that become a law? What happened? Yeah. What breakdown in society occurred where a man in Kansas shot a whale from a moving car and people were like, you know, just in case this happens again, we should make a law. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, I... <laughs> I mean, honest. God, <laughs> what happened, Kansas? <laughs> yeah. Dude, what you, happened? Have Have you looked and looked at these laws from like the eighteen hundreds and shit that oh, they made yeah. for countries? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They made them crazy. Okay, let's see here. Um, where was I? Oh yes, the following quote. I think there is. A world market for maybe 
five computers. This from Thomas J. Watson, 1943, chairman of the board of IBM. True. Yes. Ah! I feel good about myself. All right, hit me. Okay. You love it. I love it. It's a classic. We've both quoted it to each other. The movie Wayne's World. Yes. Let's be honest, people. Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Tia Carrera, Rob Lowe, everybody at their best. It's fantastic. Are all okay. Illuminatists. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, do you know that movie was filmed in two weeks? I, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. It was. It was filmed in two weeks. Which is pretty impressive. Because, I mean, they're... they're like, I've heard of fast movie schedules, like, uh, what was it, the, uh, the Punisher, with uh, Thomas Jane, the guy who was in The Mist, and, uh, and he's in a bunch of other shit. Yeah. He's good. But uh, they shot that in, like, 30 days, which is impressive. But for this to be done in two weeks and to be as iconic as it is, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have a crew that knows what they're doing and... Well, that's it. But you, you also have people. You know, you got to have a director with an exact vision. Actors who aren't exploring a character that know exactly what they want to do. I mean, that's a multifaceted, like, to get it done that quickly. Oh, yeah. You know. All right. What's your next one? Okay. Uh. <laughs> a man ate his underwear to beat a breathalyzer. I call bullshit. The guy's name was David Zoflo. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my god. There's an article in the in a in a news in a newspaper about it. I, I didn't save it. But yes, it is true. Why didn't you save it? You don't want that on your hard drive when the FBI comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Of all the Hillary Clinton documents I got. Oh my camera. God! Ate his underwear. Yep. Or tried to eat his underwear. Now right. I can get the try. <laughs> Hold on here. I'm going to. Uh, yeah, he open that. Open that damn article. <laughs> <laughs> You open it on that computer. <laughs> what does this have a Zerf? Zerf. Blue. The hell is Zerf? Eight underwear. <clears throat> okay. Alright. Um, <clears throat> An 18-year-old settler man tried to eat his underwear in the hope that the cotton fabric would absorb alcohol before he took a breathalyzer test. Uh, <laughs> he was subsequently acquitted of a charge of impaired driving because he blew a point zero eight, the legal Oh limit. my god! <laughs> and he got away! <laughs> Good for you, underwear guy! <laughs> That's freaking awesome! Oh man! Oh, underwear guy! Look, look, oh, look! I don't know if you can hear me, underwear guy, but I'm clapping for you, baby. That is fantastic! Way to go, cotton underwear, dude! 
Uh, and he, you want to know which part of the underwear that he ate? Which part? The crotch. See, I wear boxer briefs. I'd have gone for a leg. <laughs> yeah. I'd have gone for the dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit me, hit me what you got. Okay, here's my last one. And I like that we're sticking with the crotch here. Okay. We, we, we found an arrow. We found our point. We're going for the bullseye. The word testify. Do you know where the word testify comes from? It's something to do with your testicles. Don't get ahead of the story. Okay. It is based on the ancient Roman tradition of making a man swear on their testicles when making a statement in court. I'm doing that the next time I go to court. Just going to swear on your balls? Oh, yeah. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it Jefferson, who, or, or was it Adams, that, that swore on a, an actual law book, didn't swear on the Bible? was one of them, didn't swear on the Bible. I forget which one. Mm, I don't know. I um, haven't even heard that, actually. Yeah, yeah. One of the, one of the actual presidents actually swore on a law book. He wouldn't swear on the Bible. Um, isn't there? I mean, I don't know. For me, the whole swearing on a Bible kind of contradicts one of the, you know, kind of goes against one of the Ten Commandments. What's that? That's the curse. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna right here. I think I said there's a mis is the there's a translation error. Um No sorry, do not bring my name to uh number three, the third commandment well it depends because I mean you you're a Catholic after all. So um uh, <clears throat> might, might, might be a little different, but uh number three, uh do not bring my name to not one of the versions of it. Let me see here. I'll give you a, a better here in just a second. Ouch. We'll talk we'll discuss that one a little bit later. Uh-huh. Let me let me go on to this one. <coughs> I think I can do an episode on the Ten Commandments, actually. I think that would be good. That would be cool. All right. Um, The following is by H.M. You know what? I'll do the quote first. Who the hell wants to hear actors talk? Said by H.M. Warner from Warner Brothers in 1927. (laughs) That's awesome. I know. (laughs) (coughs) Do you need some cough medicine, man? No, I need some cough. That too. All right. Let's see. Our 15s are done. They are. 
And the boy is loud and obnoxious. That's how they're supposed to be, man. That's how you and I were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it is. We lived in a different place and time where our parents could throw us outside and be like, stay out there and shut up. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, usually it was shut the fuck up and then go the fuck outside. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> And then when he didn't come home at nighttime, it was either a switch, a stick, a, a paddle, a spoon. Dude, I, to my memory, I never did that. I always got home on time. Oh, you missed you your favorite <coughs> rules, huh? <coughs> Hang on. <coughs> no, it was to get extra time. Oh. You get home on time, you're like, hey, can I have ten more minutes? Oh, smart man. Yeah, I never had that. Oh, and they were always like, yeah, of course, go ahead, take ten, because they knew you were coming back in ten. So my mom and dad would be like, yeah, go ahead, take ten more. And I'd be like, all right. So we go out and play another round of night tag or whatever we were playing. You know, especially this time of year when it gets darker earlier. Yeah. You know you something know I do miss? Mm. Jumping in a pile of uh, of leaves. You know, I, I, dude, I lived in Arizona. We didn't <laughs> we didn't have a pile of leaves. Just we, get, we, a, we get didn't some have a pile. Just get <laughs> some gloves and a machete, yeah. and well, just well, chop up a whole bunch of cactus pieces of it, throw it in a pile, jump right in. Yeah, you Same. do that. You do that. Tell me how that shit works out. Same difference. Yeah, below me. Not happening. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? I think it's about that time. About an hour. Just a little over an hour. And uh, that's really all we got. Yeah. Oh, oh Gravy's throat is uh, is uh, hurting. Good, I'm telling you. Ugh. And my head's hurting. So we're going to bid you all adieu. Be good to people. Do something nice for somebody. Don't do be a douchebag. Don't be a douchebag, brother. Bye, folks. Bye-bye.